Well, for those of you who are visiting with us, we've actually been doing a series on the cross, and we've been looking uh, through a book that everybody was given. I don't know if there's any left out there, but if there is, you're free to take them. Uh, Why Did Jesus Die? And this is the last in the series, and we're looking at how should we respond to the cross. So, so who can tell me where that is? I put, and it's got a flag in it to tell you, to give you a bit of a clue. It's in America, very good. Which city is it? New York. Anybody been there in that particular place? No. You've been in that particular place, Ian? So what is it? Grand Central Station, that's right. Yes, and the reason that we've put that there is um, apparently there are 44 platforms there and 67 train tracks. And it becomes a central hub for the whole of New York and I, I suppose for that whole part of America as well. We were there in the summertime and it is a, just a wonderful, wonderful place. So it's the hub of the real network in New York. And I supp- what I want us to think about as an introduction is what is the hub for us in our hearts? The Bible says that it's in our hearts that we believe. It's in our hearts that we think certain things. It's in our hearts that sin comes. And our hearts are the hub, like Grand Central is the hub. And there are different ways that we respond, isn't it, in our hearts. We sometimes call them love languages. So, we like to be liked, don't we? We like to be loved. We're very conscious of what people think of us, how we dress. The minister's got his shirt out today. Very unusual. But people get, get sort of, you know, we, 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 people look at us, and we are, we're very conscious of it because we like to be loved, and we like to be liked. Sometimes we just love to be perfect. That's partly what I am. I'm a kind of perfectionist. And therefore, I don't like to admit I'm wrong. I don't like to say sorry. I don't like to get help. So when I'm lost, I don't ask for help. Those kind of things. And we tend to blame others, don't we? We tend to be critical of others because we think that we're right. So our hub can be, we want to be loved, Our hub can be that we're always right. Our hub can be that we just desire comfort in good things. We love to shop. We love gifts and holidays and pampering. That's the kind of things that kind of make us excited. Or else, and I was thinking about this maybe in in terms of the young journalist that was shot as well, and we will pray for her and her family and her partner later. But the desire to achieve, the desire to do something special. And so we get involved in politics. We get involved in working hard. And we become workaholics because it's about what we do. It's what we achieve. And all of those things can, in a sense, take over from us. But what I want us to think about today is that if this message is true, that Jesus loved you so much that he left the glory of heaven and came to earth and sacrificed himself on the cross, then what should be the hub of our hearts? 
is the cross of Jesus Christ. The wonder of it, the greatness of it, the beauty of it, and the beauty of the person there. So when Paul is talking about what motivates him, what is the hub of his heart, and how is he to live, not just as a minister, but as a parent, as a young person, as a worker, as a retired person, as someone who's well, as someone who's sick, is that I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And that's the reality. If this is true, this should be our hub. And what does that look like uh, positively? So we're going to look at this, and I have, I have a kind of, uh, what does it mean to trust in the cross? I wonder, is this a picture of what your life is like? What is that person doing? Just tell me. Struggling, yes, absolutely. Yes, he is struggling. And actually, it was, a, it was called a GIF, a G-I-F, whatever that is, all you technical people. Um, and it should have been able to see it go. I don't know how you do that. Someone has to teach me how to do that on a PowerPoint. But the one at the end, he never managed to get it up. He went to it in the bit I watched three or four times. But he couldn't go it because about the third one in and the fourth one in on, from this side, then he just had to get to it so that it wouldn't keep, that it wouldn't fall. And, and I think that that is something that we need to think about. Because it's often, I think for two reasons. I think we, if we haven't already become Christians, we're trying to do lots of good things so that we can, be, we can actually please God. And we'll never do that, by the way. Everything we do is tainted. We can never be good enough. But I assume that I'm speaking mainly to Christian people here. But what tends to happen, even when we're Christians, is that we can think that we can praise, that we can trust God by doing these things. So our lives are filled with busyness. Busyness in the church. Busyness at work. Trying to be good. And if we had to choose, are you a Martha or are you a Mary? We would often say we're Marthas. We're busy, busy people. And we're doing things because we think it pleases God. We even read our Bibles because we think it pleases God. And if we trust in the cross, go back one, then it takes away the striving. And it brings us to rest. And it brings us to know that we're accepted as his child. And that we can do nothing because Jesus has done it all. And that is the reality of what we're trying to do in that sense. So I, I suppose what I want to say in that, folks, is it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And if you're trusting Jesus' work on the cross, then you will have that assurance, that deep peace, and you will not be striving. Those things are good that I talked about. I'm not saying not to do them. But I want you to do them in the light of the reality that we're trusting in the cross. Well, we're going to take a little break now. We're going to have three different talks in this. Um, and we're going to sing now, I am a new Christian.
creation, because this is what we are in Christ. So we want to sing this joyfully, and we want to sing it um, with feeling, um, and we want to believe the truth of it as well. So let's stand to sing, I am a new creation. Thank you very much. So we are to trust in the cross, and now we're to wonder at the cross. And I want to just uh, show you something um, that I brought along today. Let's see. So what have I got? Suitcase. And it does actually have all my clothes in it for going away to Ballet Castle. I thought you might know that as well. And it's, it's one of those, it's actually quite good because it's got wheels. But I want you to imagine that it's, it's heavy and that it has no wheels and it's lugged about. Where do you want to go with this when you're flying on an airplane, for example? On vacation, yes, you might want to go away on vacation. Do you want to have to take this with you everywhere? If you had the money and you're flying Ryanair, what would you do? You'd, you'd fly somewhere else, okay? You'd fly somewhere else where they took it. Yes, very good, sir, yeah. You want to get rid of it, don't you? You want to get rid of your luggage. And that's what the cross does, isn't it? As you know, I listen to um, a podcast type thing on, on a Sunday morning and uh, about World Report. And we, what, what, what have we heard this morning on our news? 157 people killed in Sri Lanka. Seven people killed in Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, the, the girl killed in Derry. And just all these terrible things happening around the world. And it feels like that, doesn't it? Life can be tough. Life can be cruel. I think I've got the baggage thing. I, I wanted to go Aer Lingus. That was the best I could get for Aer Lingus. So that we could get the baggage in, isn't it? Life is cruel. Life is disappointing. And I don't want to focus on that, of course, at Easter Sunday. But it's true, isn't it? And when you look inside our hearts sometimes, we can feel sad. And we can feel disappointed. And we can feel guilty because of the reality of what sin does and all of those things as well. And folks, it's a toxic combination. It really disappoints us. It really takes life out of us. And that's why it's so good to think about the cross. Because what Jesus is saying and encouraging us to do at the cross is that we can give this stuff over to him. When we feel guilty, he takes away our guilt. When we feel sad, he is there for us. And I have been singing this lovely chorus, How good is the God we adore, our faithful, unchangeable friend. His love is as great as his power and knows neither measure nor end. I think it goes like this. Let's see if we can sing it. Join with me. Do you know it? How good is the God we adore, our faithful, unchangeable friend. His love is as great as His power and knows neither measure nor end. And that is the wonder of the cross because it relieves us of those burdens that we often have.
And next, we want to take up our cross. Okay? Now, I need some help. I'm going to ask the boys and girls, what are some things that you do every day? Eat. You wake up every day. That's good, yes? Okay, it's good that you wake up every day. That's good. You eat every day. Brush your teeth, take a shower, yes, wash every day. I'm glad to hear that as well. <laughs> Anything else? You breathe every day, you do, yes. Cry? Sorry? Pray every day, yes, you do, yes, very good, sorry. I hope you don't cry every day. Uh, I wasn't sure about, yeah. My hearing is going. It's a sign of my age. But there we go. Right, okay, so we, we pray every day and do those things. What, is, what are these people doing? I think that's the next one. What are they doing? They're carrying their cross, aren't they? They're taking up their cross every day. That's what it says. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. And we're not good at it, folks. I'm going to tell you something that happened in our house this morning to show how bad I am at it. So Karen has pulled out this drawer from in below our bed, and she's wrecked the drawer. It's broken. And she comes down with a hammer and says she wants me to fix it. How do you think I reacted? She, Karen is here, yes, she is. She is there, she's there. How did I react, Karen? I wasn't too pleased, no. In fact, Karen hammered the thing back again in the end of the day and fixed it. And I suppose what I'm, what I'm trying to say, and I'll come back to this again, folks, is is that we don't naturally do this. You know, I had a lot in my mind. I could argue what I was doing. I was thinking about all sorts of different things. But in the end of the day, I didn't, I didn't serve. We'll come back to that. I didn't, I didn't give of myself. I didn't serve the needs of others. And we cannot do that unless we submit ourselves to the cross, unless we believe it's true and actually then say, I need to live like that, because we'll not naturally live like that. And the wonderful thing is that when we say sorry, it's forgiven, and it's dealt with, and we don't carry that baggage and that. That is the wonder of the cross. And I want to just show you something as well here as the next thing. Because these folks had to take up their cross. We've been doing this, haven't we? This is the Church in Chains Lenten campaign. Do you remember these folks, Leah and Abraham and Pastor Kim and Musi and Nasser and Safar? We've prayed for them every week in Lent. Who do you think I should pray for? Will we pray for Leah? Let me tell you about Leah, because I've got Leah here. So let me just read you this little bit about Leah. Leah is 15 years of age. Don't you love that photograph with the glasses on her head? 
And she thinks it's cool probably because she's a teenager and she thinks like that. And she's a Christian from Northeast Nigeria. And she was kidnapped in February 2018 with 109 other girls from her school. And that she has refused to deny Jesus. And therefore, she's not been released. And she's still a prisoner of evil people who do not care for her. And that's what it means to take up your cross. It means that you give up your rights to be selfish, as I did, but it also means that you stand up for Jesus when it's tough because he stood up for you. So let's just bow, and I'll just pray this little prayer in here. It's just a sentence as we pray for Leah. Dear God, please protect Leah. We pray for her release and for encouragement and strength. Please comfort her family. Amen. So let's wander at the cross and get rid of our baggage. Let's take up our cross. And as the book says, and I thought this is a, a, an, an interesting little statement, taking up your cross is not a path of self-fulfillment. It is a path of self-denial. So let's worship again. We're going to sing another song. And then as we move on, we look at the next part, which is living out the cross. And again, we've got a travel theme here. Uh, what are these people doing? They're boarding. Yes, they're boarding a plane. And whenever a plane's going somewhere, do you have to go where it's going? Yeah, usually, unless you're a terrorist and you take it over or something, yeah. Isn't that right? So whenever you get on board that plane, and I don't, has anybody ever gotten a plane and it was the wrong plane and went to the wrong plane? Has anybody done that? No, you're not admitting to it anyway. <laughs> you're all perfectionists, really. Yeah, so we, when we get on a plane, we go where it's going. What does this mean? WWJD. It's quite a trendy thing, maybe 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't know if it's trendy nowadays. So anybody know what it means? What would Jesus do? Yes, and that's important, isn't it? Because that's what it means to live out the cross. And let's see what we've got here. This really struck me, and I, I, again, I don't want to give you lots of examples. I suppose we could just do that. But Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And of course, that verse finishes, to, but to give his life as a ransom for many, Mark 10, 45. So we're not, we don't live in the sense that we give our lives so that people will be saved. Jesus has already saved us. But if we do what Jesus does, then we will serve. And we need to serve. And I, and, and I think we don't do that, folks. I, I'm, I'm being honest here. We, we've lived this individualistic, Western, selfish life. We make our choices by ourselves. We make our choices for ourselves. And what will make us different to the community out there that's fractured and broken 
is when we understand the cross and we live it out. And that's, I think, more and more about serving each other. One of the great things that we did, of course, at, at our Easter services was just listen to the testimonies of a few people in our church. Ross and Doris and Katie. And what struck me, and I've said that twice already, was that, is that they, you know, just hearing their stories and their struggles and how God met them at their point of need was brilliant, but how little we do it. How little we take time in this church to get to know one another, really. How little we get, we spend time with each other in each other's homes. How little time we spend really getting to know what's important to the people in this church and the people outside. But Jesus came from heaven to earth so that he could serve us and we must serve one another. So serve in the church, serve in your community, and serve in relationships. That is what it means to respond to the cross. And lastly, we are to pass on the cross. Let me see what I've got up here. Okay. Anybody artistic in this place? Do anybody know these, these pictures? No. Apparently, this is called echo homo, which I looked up, which means behold the man. And this particular picture, uh, the one on, well, my uh, right here, um, motivated a man called Count von Zinzendorf, and he became a famous missionary, I think, of the 18th century. He founded the Moravian missions, and he was influenced by simply looking at this picture, and of course, understanding what the Scripture said, because something about the, what Jesus suffered for him moved him. The, front, the hymn writer Frances Havergill was the same. She was motivated to write hymns because she meditated upon the cross. And that is what I want us to do today. I, I don't know if you noticed this. This is Doris's creation. Thank you, Doris. But I mean, it's lovely, isn't it? And if you look at that long enough and you know the story of the cross, I think it moves our hearts and it moves our minds. And how often did we do that over Easter or this week, which is called Holy Week? Because, folks, the community out there has forgotten about Holy Week. And we need to reclaim it and to keep it. And we need to make it important because Jesus died for us. We need to meditate upon it. We need to take time in communion. I spoke about this with uh, John Reed, and, and this has really moved me again, just that simple act of doing communion. I took communion to Annie the other day in hospital. How moving that is. 
because we're remembering Christ's death. And we're taking time to do that. And we will do that in early May in our church again. Yeah, forgot I had that. And hot cross buns. I suppose I just wanted, we gave out 120 hot cross buns on Wednesday, and we gave out 120 hot cross buns on Thursday. And what we do is we give out these hot cross buns in the street here and free tea and coffee. And on the top where we have it in a plastic bag and we put a little note that says about the cross and just to remind people of Easter. And I, I suppose I just want to tell you that as well because we do just want to remind people about a gift to remind you of Easter and the cross. And I want to thank the folks who did that and I think that's a good thing that we, we are doing. So we want to pass this on. And I realize that it's not easy. But I think it starts by meditating upon the cross, looking at communion, doing what we can, giving away. We have fridge magnets, haven't we? You're welcome to take one of these. We got these produced for this time as well to remind you, yes, about the church, but to remind you about Easter. Why not take one? Why not give it away? to someone that you're talking about, about your faith. And just encourage them to think about the cross in that. And lastly, in the book, if you want to read that chapter, you'll come across this little acronym. It's called SCARS. That we take time to think about sin. We take time to think about the cross. That we take time to adore. R is for responsive reading. In other words, we read the scriptures. And S is a fancy word for prayer, which is supplication. So sin, cross, adoration, responsive reading, and supplication. We pass on the cross. And that's what we do if we respond to the cross. We pass on the cross, we live out the cross, we take up the cross, we wonder at the cross, and we trust in the cross because it is central to all that we do. Amen. Well, let's just take time to praise God again as we meditate upon that. And, and again, how deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure. Please be seated. Well, one of the ways that we can serve God is by praying for others. So let's just take time to do that now. Let's pray. Father, in, as we have listened to our news this morning, we have been saddened by the violence and by the hatred uh, that we have witnessed and the murder and the deaths that have taken places in places like Sri Lanka and Afghanistan this morning. And Father, I pray that as we think about that reality, that we will be courageous people, that we will continue to speak the truth and to live the truth, and that, Father, that you will hear our prayers for those who grieve this morning because of this brutality and because of this violence. And Father, because it's in our own land, we pray particularly for the family of Lyra McKee. 
We think about her grieving mother and her partner, Sarah. And Father, we want to pray that you will comfort them with hope. Father, we pray that death and terrorist violence will stop in Ireland. We pray that justice will be achieved in this particular case. And Father, we pray that those who wish for a different society and a different way of thinking, that, Lord, that they will pursue peaceful and right means. And I pray that the hope of Easter and the forgiveness of sins and eternal life will be made known to many. Father, we pray for the Reed family this morning who grieve. We continue to pray for Jenny and Sheila and Heather and Jack and Bobby that you would be with them. We pray for Annie in hospital, and we thank you, Father, for the procedure that she had this week that has made her more comfortable. And we pray for our ongoing treatment and for wisdom for the doctors. And Father, we thank you for our Easter services. We thank you for our presence on the streets. We thank you for the good chats that we had, uh, talking to people, and uh, Lord, the interest that there was. We pray for everybody who took a hot cross bun that they might even have glimpsed at the little label and enjoyed the bun, of course, but that they would have seen a little bit about Easter. And we thank you for Joe and his talks and the reminder of our betrayal and the anticipation that Jesus knew, and particularly, Father, that we are now rich in Christ and that we can live as that. Father, help us to live well with confidence and purpose. And Father, we pray for those who come to our church who are asylum seekers. And Father, when we sit down with them and listen to their stories, they are devastating stories of loss and of grief. We pray that they will be helped and supported by us and by our society. And we pray that you will answer their prayers according to your sovereign will. So Father, we pray that as we finish this series on the cross, as we've, we've looked at the enormity of what you have done and achieved on that cross, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will help us to live well in the light of it, and that, Father, that we will be holy and that we will be happy people because we know Jesus and we live for him. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to sing our final hymn, which is about Jesus Christ is risen. I, I hope that you know it, uh, but the folks will lead us in it. Um, it is called Christ is Risen. Of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.